Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. It's not uncommon for people to express a thought like, oh, wouldn't it be so amazing to be able to go back in time to the life of Christ? Wouldn't it be so cool to to watch Jesus teach and to see him do miracles and to follow him around the Sea of Galilee? And we often think that and thank God that we have the Gospels that don't leave us in the dark about that time. But often, when we think about what it would be like to see Jesus like that, we think about his teaching, we think about his miracles, and we think about how cool it would be to have heard him teach and what that would have been like or to see him do miracles. But I think there's something else that we often don't think about that we should If you were able, and again, you're not able, but if you were able to get in a time machine to go back and you were able to follow Jesus around, there's another thing that I think you would be impressed with that you may not have thought about, and that would be his prayers. You would be impressed by the prayer life of Jesus because That's what we know, the people that actually did get to follow him around, that did get to hear his teaching, that did get to see his miracles, and more than that, got to see him live all of his life, his disciples. They saw Jesus pray, and they say, Lord, teach us to pray. And that's a good thing for us to ask God to do for ourselves. If we want to be like Jesus, we need to pray like Jesus. And I think a lot of Christians miss out on how important really having a strong connection to God through prayer really is. It is one of the most essential things in the Christian life. So today, let us say, Lord, teach us to pray. And let's look at that as we look at Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 26. It says in verse 1, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation. So there we see a somewhat condensed version of what we refer to as the Lord's Prayer. Usually when we think of the Lord's Prayer, we think of Matthew chapter 6, which is uh, just a little bit uh, longer, really adding the, an extra request that not only his kingdom come, but his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But here we see, in essence, while slightly condensed, the same requests that are taught in Matthew chapter 6. And we're not reading these passages at the same time because these seem to be taking place at different times as we read through the Gospels chronologically. But again, the prayer is, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sin, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. 
And and there, I think we see one of the reasons why your prayer life may seem ineffective, that your prayer life may seem you know, not full of power like Jesus. And we have to admit lots of times that's because people are just praying for the wrong stuff. Uh, People are not taught to pray well today. Uh, We need to be taught to pray by Jesus. And this is the kind of stuff that Jesus teaches us to pray for. I mean, how many people, basically their prayer life is, help me to have a good day. Uh, You know, there's this problem at work, help that to go away. You know, my throat is kind of hurting, so God, would you help that to stop? And um, amen, right? Right. We basically just list, lift up this laundry list of things that we like, or maybe we think of prayer as, you know, some kind of cosmic wish list where, you know, we just kind of, oh, you know, that would be nice. Oh, cool. Yeah, that would be nice too. Maybe, yeah, a better job. Uh, uh, yeah, a nicer house or a raise. Yeah, those would be great. Let's let's throw that on the prayer list, right? And not that it's necessarily wrong to pray for those things, but that seems to be the bulk of what we pray for. Jesus gives us he, he tells us what to pray for. And even look at the very first thing. Father, hallowed be your name. First and foremost, our prayers should be about the glory of God. You and I should wake up every morning and, and be saying, God, glorify yourself today. That should be the number one thing on our minds. That should be the number one thing on our hearts. God, glorify yourself. Do this for your honor, for your glory. That's what should be animating us. Not, you know, this would be cool. This would be nice and help this bad situation to go away. That's not how we are taught to pray. And so if we wonder, well, why is my prayer life seem so lame? Well, it might be because we're praying for the wrong things. And then the next request, your kingdom come, right? Even both in Matthew and here, prayer starts with praying about God and his glory and his kingdom. That needs to be the front of our prayers as well. And we need to really examine our prayers and how we think about those things. And even when it comes to ourselves, notice most of the prayer requests for ourselves really focus on our spiritual needs, forgiveness, help against temptation. And even about our physical needs, it's not these big grandiose things. It's just a simple, God, give us each day our daily bread. We need to be seeking God just even in that, seeking him in the simple things just to provide for us. So consider your own prayers. Are you praying for what Jesus taught you to pray for? Or are you praying for whatever comes to your mind or whatever's on your wish list or whatever hard thing you've got going on? Again, we should pray about all of those things. But even, you know, just consider the, the scenario of there's a there's a trying situation at your job and you're praying for it to go away. Is it wrong to pray for a, a trying situation at your job? No. But here's what you should pray for. In that trying situation, God, glorify your name. God, let this trying situation be something that really advances your kingdom. Let me be a witness through this situation. God, provide for me in this situation. God, if I've handled anything wrong, forgive me for that and help me to avoid any temptation. 
in this difficult situation. So even in some of the topics that prompt us to pray, instead of just praying, God, help this situation to go away, let's pray the things that Jesus prays for in the Lord's Prayer. And I think you'll find, whoa, when I pray how Jesus taught me to pray, it's different. God answers, and I see the power of prayer. Next, he goes into not only what we should pray, but how we should pray. And he talks about this friend that comes at midnight and comes and asks for these things. And it says in verse 8, I tell you, though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. You see that story where because this person is so forward, or you think, well, what's impudence? Another word for that would be persistence. But because of the persistence that he answers, God calls us to be persistent in prayer. Are you persistent in praying for those things? So even just consider what we pray for and how we pray for it. And lots of times we're like, well, man, my prayers don't seem to be doing much. Examine, are we really praying for what Jesus told us to pray for? And are we really praying for it how Jesus told us to pray for it? And I think we've actually had some good examples. If you've been following along with us in some of the prayers of Moses for the people, even when he intercedes for the people, you see him really going after the glory of God. You see him really um, appealing to the character of God and the kingdom of God. And it's not just about his own desires in all of that. And and we see him have to do that persistently several times. And so all of this should really help us to examine ourselves. Uh, and I pray that as we pray according to how Jesus taught us to pray, we will see the power of prayer. I mean, when you read the scriptures, when you read just the, the biographies and the stories of the saints throughout the ages, one common thread is the power of prayer. And Right here, we have our Savior, our Lord, Jesus Christ, teaching us how to pray. If we listen, if we trust Him, and if we put this into practice, I know we will see the power of prayer in our own lives. Now let's go back as we're getting close to the end of the book of Numbers. And today, uh, in chapter 27, the main thing we see there is that Joshua is chosen to succeed Moses. That, that reminds us of the failure of Moses, as he did not honor God as holy. It also reminds us of the faith of Joshua, and how he and Caleb were the ones that had faith in God. So again, there, remember this book of Numbers or Warriors, so much of it revolves around kind of those two important incidents of the spies and why Joshua and Caleb will go into the promised land with their faith and why everyone else would die, but then also those waters of Meribah where Moses strikes the rock and how he does not go in, and those being very pivotal events in the book that I hope from now on when you think of numbers, instead of thinking, oh yeah, boring book, census is great, you think of the 12 spies, you think of the strike of the rock, you think of these critical events and how important they were. 
In chapters 28 and 29, we see all these instructions on the various offerings, starting with the ones that should be offered every day, and then the ones that should be offered every week, then every month, and then it goes through all the important holidays on the Jewish calendar and talks about what offerings should be offered then. And that's where, again, you might think, oh, well, okay, whatever, here's more details on sacrifices. But the thing I want you to note is right at the center of everything, all of the rhythms of life, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, holiday to holiday, the worship of God was meant to be at the center of it. Now, God is not calling you to go through all these rituals and these sacrifices, but still, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, holiday to holiday, is God at the center and worshiping God at the center of the rhythms of your life. That is actually something that we can see helpfully modeled here, even in these chapters in the book of Numbers. And at the center of that worship, day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, may there also be a vibrant prayer life. And hopefully uh, some time in the school of prayer with Jesus Christ himself today will help us pray with more accuracy according to what God wants us to pray, with more persistence, with more passion, and that we all see more of the power of prayer in our lives. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.